welcome everyone. So, past lives as healers and helpers and how they block us in our present lifetime. And you would think that it's incredible to have had past lives as healers and helpers, to have had amazing past lives where you were a powerful healer or powerful um, magician maybe, um, whatever that word means to you personally, but someone who could influence reality, who could help other people through uh, modifying, modulating their reality. So how come past lives as healers and helpers can actually block us in this lifetime? So in this episode, we are going to talk exactly about that. The blocks that are created, the blocks that carry on from past lives and what to do about them. So first of all, well, first of all, we do have to have a starting position that we do believe in past lives. Uh, at the very least, that there is a parallel reality somewhere where spiritual evolution happens, where there is a progression from the more basic lessons to the more refined lessons. This happens, of course, in this lifetime, but because our soul is eternal, the starting point is that it evolves over the course of several lifetimes, over the course of several realities, at the very least. And when we start exploring our past lives, when we go into past life regression, for example, or maybe some of you have had dreams or visions of a past life or um, had a reading that impressed you or maybe intuited, something about your past life persona, about your past life reality, and maybe you found out that you were a very powerful person. You actually seemed, at least, much more powerful, much stronger than you are in this lifetime. And so then the whole thing about progression, about learning and moving forward, it stops making sense because you would think, well, if I am so cool in, in one of my past lives, if I saw a past life as a powerful healer, for example, then why am I struggling with the most basic things now? Or we can say, well, if you're telling me that I'm a starseed, that I had those incarnations where I was living in higher dimensions, where I could create worlds with my word with my intention where I spoke to angels, where I planned the blueprint for planet Earth. Well, and now I'm struggling to find money to buy petrol, gas. Are you, <laughs> are you serious? What kind of spiritual evolution are we talking about? Or what kind of nonsense is this? <laughs> the Akashic Records. And these are very valid questions. Um, and actually, most advanced souls, I think, would find that in their past lives, they were much more powerful than they are now. So why does this happen? 
have we not evolved? Have we devolved? Have we regressed somehow? Or is there a karmic punishment for sins? And we've been thrown, you know, five levels down, like in a bad computer game. You have been, <laughs> you failed one level and you go several levels down and then you have to start everything from scratch. Is, is this how it works? So this is exactly what I wanted to talk to you about, some of my own insights, my own experience and the knowledge that was revealed. And I believe that um, one thing that happens is in many of those past lives we were connected to, and let's talk about earthly past lives, and I'm going to mention the, the star seeds um, in a minute as well. But in our earthly incarnations, um, an earth reality is very different from other realities. Um, but in earthly incarnations, as spiritual beings, um, as souls who were already spiritually aware and awake, uh, when we incarnated here, we always had uh, an interest, we always had a desire for spiritual evolution, to connect to something spiritual. So in many of our past lives, we connected to very powerful um, energies. Uh, either we maybe we served a particular god or goddess, where in some cult, uh, meaning like the cult of Isis, for example, or serving um, a particular high being that had very strong energy attached to them. So, say, if you were a priestess of Isis in ancient Egypt, the powers that you had were not necessarily, in most cases, they were actually not. They were not personally yours. They were the powers that were given to you through connecting to that channel. So, it's like you were streaming the powers of other priests and priestesses of Isis, of other beings connected to the goddess Isis, of, you know, star beings, of uh, knowledge. So it's like you are connecting to a channel, to an information channel, um, as a particular aspect of a quantum field. It's like you go into a stream of knowledge, information, and also power. So it lifts your spirituality up artificially. Think about, for example, you go to um, a festival or a meeting, uh, a large group meeting with um, a, a spiritual teacher or a meditation in a group and in a large group, even better. And you get a powerful experience, a very powerful spiritual opening, maybe even an experience of enlightenment, where you feel at one with all that is, where you feel that, you know, everything comes together, that everything is one. You are with the absolute, you understand what the absolute is, you understand the oneness of all being, and you think, well, that's it, I am enlightened. And of course, you come home and a day later, you just live your regular and 
fairly unenlightened life. Yes, that experience was there, but it did not come to you through practice and through your own personal efforts. It was an opening and it wasn't yours per se. It was you connecting to a channel which was made very, very strong by the group field around you. Of course, if you continue having those experiences, if you continue meeting in groups, if you continue your own personal practice of meditation, for example, so over the years, you may reach a permanent enlightenment, let's say, that will be your own, that will be part of your own energy field, part of your own reality, your own makeup. But that is much more difficult. And that usually takes lifetimes, many lifetimes. Not usually, it does take many lifetimes and it does take spiritual work. And so some of the earthly experience that we had, the power that we had, the power that we may have even seen in a past life regression or somebody told us about it in a past life reading, that power that we had, it may have very well been connected to a high being, to a group, to a certain organization. And so we it's like we received food, like we were connected to a channel and that energy flowed into us. But as soon as we get removed from that channel, we retain very little. We can't do it on our own because very little of it is as yet our own experience. So after a while, we have more and more experience, we gain uh, more and more weight, so to speak. And so in this lifetime, for many of us, we are actually forced to stand on our own two feet and do things by ourselves and face the lessons and challenges that we did not have to face before. So that's one of the explanations. We are thrown out of a familiar environment. Maybe there is less support. Maybe there is less spiritual clarity. Uh, maybe instead of being born in a family of a high priest, we're born in a family of atheists who don't even want to hear a word about spirituality. So how do we use our previous experience here in this circumstance? And of course, it's going to be much more difficult, right? Because then whatever we have, whatever we put into practice, it's only ours. We don't connect to our channel of goddess Isis until maybe much later, maybe in our 30s, after we've tried and exhausted everything, and then it feels like coming home, of course, because we have a past life experience. There are many variants and scenarios here, but what I'm trying to say is that there is a difference between an, not an artificial environment, but an environment where you just receive and you connect to a channel that already exists as opposed to walking on your own two feet without so much support. 
um, you have to start walking to be stronger, to start influencing and affecting your own reality. But it is a much harder work than just being carried on the wings of someone else, right? If, of course, it's so much easier to ask. For example, um, in my sessions, I ask high beings to do the clearing rather than uh, sit and attempt to clear the energy field myself because I know it takes much more time, effort, energy, so I would be exhausted doing certain things myself if I'm able to do them at all. Whereas, for example, asking for Archangel Michael, certain things it's impossible to do on our own, such as remove um, strong entities. So we need a higher guidance and higher help. But certain things we have been called to work on and improve in this lifetime and that's where some of those problems come in so we may have experienced a past life where we were a very powerful healer helper and in this lifetime we're barely uh, struggling <laughs> barely managing to meditate for five minutes and wondering how it is going on well the difference is in this lifetime the situation is different in this lifetime you're learning to do it with your own strength, let's say, with your own power. It may be not a very correct way of saying it um, because it's not with the power of our ego, right? With that we really can't do anything, but it's with the power that is connected to our soul, to our higher self and, and the divine. But this step of working through ego and connecting to our soul. Finally, in this lifetime, it's up to us. And it's much more difficult. It's the choices that we made. But this is only one aspect. A very serious issue that blocks us from past lives as healers, helpers, is traumatic experiences, of course, is the a trauma of, well, first of all, of just being born here and experiencing separation, experiencing forgetting who we are as souls, experiencing not hearing source, not hearing the divine, having to put some effort into it, right, to clear the mind, to also understand that maybe others in our environment that the humanity in general does not have the same spirituality as we do, that the reality here is actually quite dense, that the natural state of humanity is war and strife. And think of all the past lives where all maybe all we saw for two, three, four, five, ten, twenty incarnations was war. Every, every lifetime, every generation had a war, and that's all we saw. If, for a sensitive soul, if coming from a higher reality, that's already a shock to the system. So there are parts of us that don't even want to be here on this planet. But then, of course, being a sensitive soul, being naturally 
inclined to love and spirituality and compassion and forgiveness and seeking to reconnect to source, we kind of fall out of the mainstream as well because, well, the majority of people never were interested in spirituality. They were interested in money, in love, sex, and relationships, in food, and pleasure of other kinds. If spirituality helps with it, then yes, wonderful. If someone can tell me how to be more spiritual so I can make more money, or if being spiritual is going to help me um, find a husband, for example, or find a wife, or have more men like me, well, then it's, it's great. Then I'll, I'll do some spiritual practices, whatever. Teach me how to meditate quickly for five minutes every day. Yes, and that, is that going to bring me a husband? Wonderful. Okay, I'll do that. But that's kind of, let's, let's be realistic. That's how ma the majority of people see the spiritual reality. They either write off God completely because he is evil and all they see in the world is suffering and sadness, or they have God or gods as uh, their servants maybe, or uh, some sort of um, genie in a bottle that can help them when they uh, go towards them. And so it's a very instrumental relationship to spirituality and it's not meant as a judgment because we also had that in our past lives when we were evolving. We didn't um, somehow skip that. Of course in the beginning we were all connected to the divine but so we spent those lifetimes rediscovering that connection. But it's difficult being a naturally spiritually inclined person, someone who connects to source or wants to connect to source and being in an environment of very, let's say, pragmatic people. People who don't really care about enlightenment or connecting. Now the consciousness of humanity is rising. Now there are many more people who are actually seeing the world or beginning to see the world through spiritual lens. And there were times and eras in earth history where there were more or less spiritual people, but still the majority has other interests or other primary interests. And it's, if you live in a time of war where everybody only cares about uh, survival, then also the, the spiritual practices are going to be very basic. They're going to ask for, for exactly that, for survival. So it's a shock to the system. It's, it's um, for a sensitive soul, for a soul that cares about the, the divine, about spiritual um, development connection. It's a painful experience in itself that somehow their 
that you know desire to have that channel to the source to their soul is not understood but it was also often ridiculed or say in the middle ages the catholics the protestants um, pretty much anyone really the orthodox church uh, they would just burn all witches healers or those who were not in line with official um, church policy or those who were suspected um, in doing magic um, maybe killing animals or cursing uh, a neighbor's uh, son or their cow or attempting one day you are a healer and trying to help uh, the village uh, with uh, some ailment and then the other day they come to you and say well our cows died and it's your fault because you cursed them so we're going to burn you at the stake <coughs> and that was the reality for many and there are many of us who had past lives like this and perhaps several maybe not burnt at the stake but killed betrayed accused of hurting people or maybe hurt other people inadvertently without you know intention or felt that they meddled with someone's destiny say predicted their future or told them to do a particular thing let's say um, a woman comes to you for advice as to a wise man or a wise woman uh, should I marry this person is he a good husband for me he's offering to marry me is this going to be a good marriage and you say yes this is going to be a good marriage and say a year later uh, the husband kills her so this may create a block a fear of dealing with people of giving people advice there may be a very powerful soul level vow that I will never do this again I will never uh, whatever it was maybe read uh, cards or ask uh, spirits or just use my intuition so let's say if something like this happens you would say well I will never use my intuition again I will never and in this lifetime and perhaps several lifetimes in a row after that you would find yourself completely blocked from accessing any intuitive information any intuitive guidance there would be just a stop full stop whenever you try to use your intuition whenever you try to go deeper and god forbid somewhere that can be used to give advice to others you would find yourself completely stopping up totally blank page you would start eating reading you know doing crossword puzzles suddenly I don't know you listen to a course or, or a seminar on how to develop your intuition 
and you will find yourself browsing social media or I have to eat, I have to smoke, I have to go out, oh no, I, I will do this later, I forgot what time the course was, oh, I thought it was, it was tomorrow, it is today, I, for, I forgot, um, I mean, I, I thought it was today, it was yesterday, <laughs> that's more, more logical, so I, I mixed up the dates, oh, why do I never make those courses, oh, my car broke down, you know how it happens, somehow, it never works out. There is a part of you that wants to do it, but there is a big part of you that blocks and says no, never. Or you meditate and fall asleep every time. Well, one reason is that you may simply need more sleep and rest, um, but there it may also be that there is a part of you that is blocking because it's saying no, you're not going to meditate. It's dangerous because I know I know where this is going. You'll start to meditate, then you will learn something how to uh, create uh, I don't know powerful plant medicines, um, and by that I mean plant medicines, not the euphemism for hallucinogenic, um, but just just plant medicines. Uh, how to help and heal people. And then the next thing, we're going to get burnt at the stake? No, thank you very much. So that, that can be the sole dialogue that happens in your subconscious mind. That no, going there is dangerous. No, I will keep my spirituality, yes. I will believe in something, yes. But going anywhere further with this, opening up, sharing my knowledge, my feelings, my beliefs with people, healing, helping, no, absolutely not. Why? Well, because it's dangerous. Because either I'm going to die or someone else is going to die. And I will have nothing to do with that. So this is the most common block that I have personally encountered and also many others have spoken about in that there is actually a deep-seated fear because there were so many past lives where we tried to help and either we were not skilled enough, um, either we, you know, gave advice that was misinterpreted or we just gave advice from the best of our, from our heart, but circumstances change people make choices that are outside of our control things didn't happen as we foresaw at that time and we blamed ourselves for it or of course people came it wasn't always safe to be a healer to be a helper to be a visionary uh, to have a different position than the accepted position in the society now you may experience some discomfort or people may tell you you're crazy or different or you are non-conformist but you're most likely not going to be killed for it not in our part of the world at least but there were many times and many places in earth history and for a very long time where it was simply not safe and of course we were most of us have lived in those times because we wanted to transform some of the reality there and then but 
the result was that most of us also got hurt, murdered, um, put into prison, etc. And so this created a very powerful block. Basically, there is a huge part of your soul that says, nope, I'm not going anywhere near this. I will not interfere with other people's destiny. I will most certainly not uh, go anywhere near the Akashic Records, for example, or some um, esoteric knowledge um, that there is someone out there who is trying to control the world and they have that esoteric knowledge. But for me, it's not safe because if, if I learn something, then I'll either kill or get killed. So it's easier to believe that there is like, I don't know, 10 people in the world who are controlling it somehow, uh, even though we can't control most of our days, but somehow they manage to control the whole world anyway. Um, but it's dangerous, right? It's much easier to believe that someone out there has power over you because it's just not... It is not safe to be strong and to be powerful. So, um, and finally, uh, another aspect that I wanted to talk about is those incarnations uh, in other locations, other realities, and specifically other planets. So, of course, the reality here on Earth, the system, the energetic system that we got implanted into, the way things work, not just in the physical body, but also in the emotional, the astral, um, the wider energy bodies. It's very different. Everything is a very different reality. So one would have to go to dimensions much higher up in order to see and understand a, a non-earthly reality. So when we are born in an earthly body into this world, we lose a lot of, let's say, freedom or ability, capacity that we may have had while being uh, an Arcturian, for example, or a Syrian, or any, any other galactic being. If we lived on another planet, we lived in a completely different reality. So it's about remembering. There are some who remember their incarnations, but for most, it takes work, it takes conscious um, awakening and coming into full consciousness. But the block, the main block that happens here when, you know, someone was someone's first place of incarnation and many places of incarnations were not on earth, is that, of course, this earthly reality, it's, it's more challenging. It's a world of separation, and separation doesn't exist in other worlds and for other beings. 
we here, at least, or maybe let me rephrase it, separation does not exist so acutely in other worlds and for other beings. Here, it's like we are compressing a very big soul into a very small vessel and becoming partially blind. So for many, there is a huge chunk of our soul that simply doesn't want to be here, that says, get me out of here as soon as possible. Because I really don't want to, <laughs> I really don't want to be in this world. It's horrible. I have no idea what I'm doing here. Because when I was born, I forgot what I planned. So whatever I planned when I was out of this body, I have no idea what, what I was on <laughs> and who made me do it. But it's, it's simply not logically possible that I could have planned this. I was not in my right mind, get me out of here. And uh, there are many, if not most, starseeds have had several episodes, I'm sure, ever since childhood, where they just couldn't understand what force, what sins, what horrible karma brought them to the reality they're living in. And of course, when we are small, you can't say that a five-year-old creates their reality. As adults, we start our spiritual growth by taking 100% responsibility. But when we are little, we understand very acutely that we have been thrown somewhere where we don't belong and we have no idea how to deal with it. So this earthly reality, it has been very harsh for many, for most. I'm sure for most of you who are listening to this as well, and there is a big chunk of our soul that simply says, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be present in this physical body. I don't want to experience this reality to the full because it's so yucky, right? It's not, it's not my home. It is not who I am. It's not where I want to be. Okay, I came here to do something. I'll do it. But then leave me alone, everyone. So there is... A huge part of our soul that is on on strike, so to speak, that simply does not want to show up for the work, does not want to ground, because grounding would mean connecting to that pain. And uh, however, grounding is a way to materializing things. So maybe up there in the higher realms, we have a wonderful vision for how we want to look how, what kind of world we want to live in, what, how much money we're going to make or where we want to live, but very little of it materializes in the physical because we're simply unwilling to ground ourselves, to be present, because being present is unthinkable. Um, and being present is, I mean, literally being present, being in the now, just being in the now how difficult it was for so many of you. The most beautiful, the most, you know, the easiest thing, it is also the most difficult thing, right? Because there is so much resistance, there is so much inner dialogue. And when this resistance to presence happens on the soul level, 
So again, we've, we will run away from the now. We'll either daydream or go into past or try obsessively to learn new things without ever implementing them or um, look for some magic pills, um, magic solutions to our problems. Imagine that our suffering is like no one else is suffering and no one can help me, etc., etc. There are many stories then the, that the ego then creates, but the root cause is that it is so um, difficult incarnating here. But the truth is that it was actually a privilege because the lessons, while difficult, uh, we received training and we were selected to be born here. It was not for everyone, but we chose this and we were trained and we were receiving training to be born here and to live here. So this difficulty, this it's just an illusion. The truth is that we are like the special forces that have incarnated here and are now present to work with to assist humanity so that higher level truth is not about punishment and not about suffering we were actually the best of the best not everyone got to incarnate on this planet only those who were strong enough who were skilled enough who had the qualities who had the experience that they could do something because they knew how difficult it would be and yet they chose to incarnate. So working through these blocks, even understanding them, drags them out of your subconscious mind and you can begin slowly peeling them off. And of course, if you ever need a healing session or a clearing session, and uh, assistance in your ascension process, you're always welcome to reach out to me. Um, my website is healing-radiance.com and uh, I will also have, as I mentioned uh, in my last podcast, I will also have group uh, healing calls every last Saturday of the month. It's um, in the evening in uh, Europe and um, kind of around noon, um, midday um, in the US. And then Australia, New Zealand would be morning of the, of the next day, but it's the last Saturday of, of every month. And the last group call was absolutely amazing. So we uh, cleared a lot and connected to our souls. Uh, so you are also welcome to check out those group healing calls on my webpage. Uh, in any case, I wish you many blessings and uh, until next time, thank you so much for listening. <laughs>